Hello and welcome back to the new Ark podcast. Episode 16, <laughs> 17, 18, 19, 20. I will edit whichever one of those is correct in post. And today we're talking about snakes. Snakes indeed. Sounds like a challenge for you, fat. And I'm going to be extremely sibilant throughout this entire podcast recording. <laughs> Bring it on. I, I can't believe it's taken this long for them to come to the surface. Mm. Yes, snakes indeed. Uh, I, I think it's, it's going to be one of your harder animals to justify. Uh, but, but then again, I thought crocodiles you would lose. And crocodiles drew, didn't they? Yeah. Yep. They're, they're coming back this Sunday. Royal Rumble, indeed. Yep. So so there we go. Who knows? Snakes might just survive. But before you get your hopes <laughs> up, I, I, I want to tell you something about snakes. Okay. So do you know what snakes do when they're hungry? They, if they can't find anything to eat, because, I mean, they are inveterate carnivores... But actually, they they eat their own hearts. So I, I just want to say the animal you're defending eats its own heart when it needs a snack. And th- th- I mean, that not that like the definition of evil, eating your own heart? I just think it's resourceful. It's about surviving. It's resourceful. You know, okay. humans chainsaw their arm off when they need to escape certain situations. Needs, needs must. This is... Isn't this like the classic survival question? Can you survive off eating your own limbs? Good question. I think you must be able to to some extent. To some extent. Well, I mean, again, snakes do this. Snakes are stupid animals, let me just say. And they, they, they do frequently bite their own tails. And then usually they die. So I don't know if you translate that to the human context, where they're biting your own arm off means you die. Well, it's, that's it's just like a dog, dog chasing its tail. Dogs bite their tails too, and they're amazing. Yeah, but very few people bite their own legs off. So th- th- there's only so far that analogy can go. And dogs don't often bite their own tails. So, so I would say dogs smarter than snakes still shouldn't make it on the arc. <laughs> on the scale of things, snakes definitely lose. Over all counts. So, I mean, I was I was mentioning snakes are, are true carnivores. I mean, compare them to sharks, for example, or spiders. So there are some vegetarian sharks, spiders. There are no vegetarian snakes. Snakes are, are pure evil. There are no exceptions to this. They all exist of swallowing whole all sorts of critters, even their own kind, are, lots are, of snake genocide. Are there vegetarian lions or vegetarian tigers? Uh, some uh, animals are just carnivores, and that's okay. No. No, no, because, I mean, if you crawl through, like, Facebook or, or Instagram or whatever the newfangled cool people are using, TikTok, isn't, isn't that one? TikTok. Yeah. If you crawl through TikTok, you'll find videos of lions befriending sort of impalas, young antelope, and playing around with them. 
because they they have lovely motherly instincts and occasionally that they turn to the good side there is no good side with snakes there's loads this the, the very same if you go on tiktok if you go on the dodo channel there's this like story of like a massive i think it's like a boa constrictor anaconda type snake and this girl and they have the most wholesome loving relationship and the snake hasn't squashed the girl once um you know like they have an amazing relationship so so what you're saying is that the good side of snakes is not eating their owners when their owners feed them enough well it's like I mean, the li- it's like the lion and the impala it's like the the snakes are you know the videos that i've seen have been of loving snakes and loving snake owners um they're just one of many amazing animals that we need to take to earth 2.0 i don't i don't know where okay. this like carnivore vegetarian but like i, I don't know how this like carnivore anti carnivore stance has come come through especially when you're like an obligate carnivore there's not much you can do <laughs> well no that's not true so I, I i would believe that earth 2.0 is going to be primarily if not entirely vegetarian right. vegan i mean that's the way the earth is going <laughs> green circular stuff with yeah. lots of plants and happy sun rays for humans who have the choice but makes sense surely in earth 2.0 the point is that humans and animals get to coexist get to be loving equals harmonious relationships which means all should take an equal share of the, of the burden of the responsibility we shouldn't be bringing animals to earth 2.0 just so that snakes can go and bloody eat them <laughs> this is not the point we only bring two of each animal if snakes then eat <laughs> one of them that species goes extinct snakes, snakes, snakes can't eat lots of animals it's not going to eat our elephant it's not going to eat our dolphin <laughs> like we're pretty safe dude like what about the fox could he a fox well the snakes are most of the snakes do humans a huge favor in controlling rat populations that is the kind of the keep pests in check you know um and, and that's kind of what they do they're not going around making other animals extinct if anything we're the ones that do that so we you know on earth 2.0 should be responsible and try to do less of that which is i suppose the whole okay. the whole intention behind our arc but snakes have their place again I'm always advocating for variety. We need animals that fly, we need animals that run, we need animals that swim, we need animals that crawl, and snakes represent the final category. Do they? Okay, a few things there. <laughs> Firstly, you just openly admitted that rats are pests. You you're going to live to rue the day when you spoke that those words because I'm sure rats are going to come up sometime in the future. So that that was in the bag for for me now. Secondly, you said snakes don't Whoa. cause any animals to go extinct, 
which they obviously do. So snakes are illegal in New Zealand for that very reason. Because well, there are no havoc. snakes in New Zealand? Illegal. You cannot own a snake, bring a snake into New Zealand. But there are snakes in New Zealand. No, they're, 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 <laughs> they are illegal in New Zealand. Yeah, snake but in but, New Zealand, but there dead. Are, but there dead. are snakes dead. in New Zealand. Dead. Only I, place on Earth uh, where no, no I don't think there are snakes in New Zealand. Antarctica. Are there? I'm going to look this up. There were no snakes in Ireland. I know that. Mm. Are there snakes in New Zealand? There's loads in Australia. So surely... There, there are loads of snakes in Australia. I'll give you that. There's some in New Zealand, surely. It's illegal to take new ones over no. there. No, no, no. There are no land snakes in New Zealand. A few sea snakes, but that doesn't count. I was right. Illegal. Dead. <laughs> Snake New Zealand, dead. Should be the same Earth 2.0, because the New Zealand people are the best people, the Kiwis. <laughs> I mean, they're, 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 aren't they? They have the best accent, the best <laughs> sheep, the, the best British foods. Only place near Australia can get British foods. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't get things like Dreddies and Frosties and Hobnobs and Jaffa Cakes and all the best parts of Britain. Get them in Australia. Because Australia hates English. <laughs> there isn't a logical explanation for it. I mean, why do you have curry in India and well, you have curry everywhere armadillos now. in America. Curry everywhere now. You know, good things I mean, travel. Okay. We're going to start a petition with <laughs> the new ARC podcast to get Shreddies and Hobnobs and Jaffa Cakes and Frosties to Australia. Because, I mean, the Aussies are missing out. Only good thing about Britain. The weather sucks. I mean, it's been awful this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolute <laughs> crap. But, yeah, I mean, New Zealand has shown us the way that yeah. they have the best president, the best sheep, and the, the, the best rules against snakes now, apparently. So, Is it a new rule, I then? mean, I, I don't know when it came in. I haven't looked up the New Zealand constitution. <laughs> not, I'm not quite that though, Asaf. Not yet, anyway. I wonder why they 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 are discriminating against snakes. Because snakes kill animals, and New Zealand likes its animals. And I think on Earth 2.0, we like animals as well. I mean, I, well, I, I, well, I've you're already trying, made this case. You're, you're trying to bring no animals to Earth 2.0, so I don't know what you're about. No, I'll be happy with whatever animals do end up making it to Earth 2.0. I'm just more selective than you. You haven't come across the animal I'm going to advocate for yet. You, you see, wait till the Royal Rumble. Then I'll have to advocate for an animal. Yes. <laughs> turn, turn to the good side. But because humans can do that and snakes can't, you see. But I mean, the, the evidence is everywhere. I mean, have you seen The Jungle Book? Have you seen Indiana Jones? Have you seen snakes on a bloody plane? <laughs> Have you seen Jurassic Park? 
because this has to come up every episode. There's always going to be a Jurassic Park reference. And have you heard of the Ila de Queimada Granda in Brazil? <laughs> no, I haven't. Because this is the real life Ila Nubla. This is real life Jurassic Park. Okay. On this island, which has the very creative name Snake Island, there are approximately five deadly venomous golden lance head snakes per meter squared. That is a lot mm-hmm. of snakes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, these, these are truly deadly, 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 deadly snakes. Mm-hmm. Any one of them biting you, you're dead. For this reason, you're not allowed to land on the island. It's basically walled off. The, the mm-hmm. Navy doesn't allow anyone to land there. And, I mean, how close to Jurassic Park do you have to get? These snakes, like T-Rexes, have vision based on movement. They can see you even if they're deaf and blind because they have heat receptors on their mouths. So even a deaf blind snake can stalk you and kill you. And there are five of these per bloody meter squared. So even the ground beneath your feet is going to be a snake. I mean, how many nightmares have you had like this? Well, <laughs> the snake island is clearly... They, they stay on the island. It's their island. They were there first. So we just avoid it right like it's it's not caused any danger like people shouldn't go there it's their island and that's it like um i'm confused but what you're saying there is that if we then bring some of these snakes to a 2.0 we're basically going to give them half of the planet to, to reside on and nobody else can go there what? because P- we what? don't actually like snakes we, we can't live with snakes. They're deadly. Nobody can go near them, but we're still still going to bring them. Is, is what, that the line of argument you're taking? What percentage of Earth 1.0 does Snake Island cover? Just just out of curiosity. Just, just trying to see if it's, if it's in the ballpark of the 50%. That you, this, this sounds very much like... Um, <laughs> I don't know. This sounds very much like, uh, I don't know, like a Boris Johnson scaremongering campaign, um, you, you know, whilst he's having parties, uh, you know, and everybody else is like, like trembling at home. Like this is, it's point zero 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 one percent this is the whole narrative of Jurassic Park. Have you seen any of the sequels? In basically all of them, the dinosaurs get off the island. Mm-hmm. So whichever island we're going to keep the snakes on Earth 2.0, they're going to get off the island. They're going to kill all the humans and they're going to wreak havoc. Didn't you get the T-Rex analogy? Have I not made it with enough <laughs> animals yet? That you well, get my point. Well, for a start, let me go back to re-emphasizing Hollywood movies are not real. Secondly, no snakes that we're aware of have left Snake Island to cause havoc around the world. To date, they have stayed within Snake Island. So we've got a real-life example of Snake Island, and then we've got the fictional example of Jurassic Park. 
I know you're doubling down on Hollywood and its fictional stories, but I like to keep things scientific and fact-based and you know i make the case that snakes have not left snake island not on a plane they have not made it on the plane that was a movie starring samuel l jackson um the snakes you know did not you know whatever uh, the jungle book is a cartoon the snakes did not make it on to the jungle book so they're just there minding their own business on snake island we shouldn't disturb them they're just cracking on it's fine no but but because it will be like snakes on a plane because we're bringing the bloody snakes onto the ark and if you haven't seen the jungle book you clearly haven't realized that car the snake is hypnotic so it can make humans enter a trance make them do whatever the bloody snakes like so the snakes are going to hypnotize the humans and then make the humans carry them off the island and then kill all the humans well the well, car is not real he's a cartoon and Baloo... based on a real story based on a real story <laughs> loosely <laughs> well the snakes on a plane thing the, the arc you make a very 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 valid point however however are already aware dangers snakes can pose on a plane given that we have you know both watched the film so now we are at a, a distinct advantage so we can learn from that learn from history um even though it's fictional and we can put in place the necessary measures to ensure that our snakes on board our ark do not escape and do not cause havoc. I mean, clearly you haven't seen Jurassic Park. <laughs> Find us away. Wow. It's just going to go round and round, Staff. You can't beat Hollywood. Well, you, dinosaurs, it's, it's because we didn't know what we were dealing with. Like, people are in one of the films they mm. didn't know how clever a raptor was and then they got surprised you know but we know enough about snakes um that you know we can we can uh put in place the necessary actions we can bring a snake charmer on board you know have you seen them they can like play a flute and the cobra would dance like that's the level of control that you know we have over snakes you know we can't do that with dinosaurs um so we can bring on board a human snake charmer um as a as an insurance policy so so you do know that snake charming only works because the human sits far enough away that the snake can't kill them nah snake charmers are just like in charge of the snake i've seen snake charmers way up close to the snakes because i grew up in sri lanka i've seen the street corner like snakes all over the shop cobras charmers no 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 so so scientifically because that's how you like to speak scientifically <laughs> how snake charming works is you put a snake in a basket so that it can't slither towards you and then you defang it so that it, if it does bite you you're still not going to die and then you get a flute and wave it around in front of the snake 
if the snake is going to bite something, it's going to bite the flute, realise the flute isn't made of flesh, and it's not going to bother anymore, and now you're sitting far enough away from the snake that it's not going to try biting something different, i.e. your arm. This is how snake charming works. The snake can't hear the music snake charmer's playing. They respond to the movement alone. And, I mean, it's, it's, it's a sham. Snake oil. Famous <laughs> expression from snakes being the devious creatures they are. <laughs> well, they, they can't hear the music, but all music has, like, a vibratory resonance because all sound is frequency and snakes are super in tune with frequency so you know you don't you don't need to hear sound you can feel sound no you can't you can't i mean feeling sound is the same as hearing sound in this case the, the times you can feel sound are when it's a powerful sound wave, which is like low frequency, but it's mm. really loud. And, yeah, and that's, that's what snakes can hear. Yeah, but the, the, the sensitivity between a human and a snake is very, very different. Just as like a dog can hear things and see things that we can't and smell things, right? We are limited through our sensory perception. So we, you know, can only perceive sound through our ears, but snakes can perceive everything through their bodies. Okay, but we do know what snakes can hear, because actual scientists have tested this. So, Well, they, mean, aren't, they aren't snakes, are they? So, Okay, but they do wire them up to brain scanners, so they can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you know more than the scientists, Saf, <laughs> even though you keep on taking the scientists' side. So. I will tell you what scientists do know, right. which is that snakes frequently rain down from the skies, and also that snakes can still kill you after they've had their heads cut off. They are like the zombie cat apocalypse from episode two, which clearly got cats thrown off the ark because they're going to start an intergalactic war when they fell off the ark, didn't reach terminal velocity, landed on Mars, survived, attacked the Martians. And I mean, it's, it's worse with snakes because truly you can't finish them completely by cutting off their head. And they do rain from the clouds on occasion. This, I mean, this is a nightmare. What, what, what's the explanation, scientific explanation, from the uh, about the raining snakes from the clouds? It, it happens with water spouts. So same thing with uh, frogs. Often you get frogs. Uh, some other pond creatures. Uh, occasionally things like dogs and cats. Very, very rare. But mostly things that live in sort of wetlands, so snakes, frogs. So these, often are, these can are water be snakes. Picked up by water spout, water spout putters out, dies. Snakes, frogs rain down, kill everyone, even when they're decapitated by a butcher with machete. They, they keep on biting because that's how slow their muscle reflexes are. They can still bite you after they're dead. Okay, so these are water snakes. The kind that you find in New Zealand, perhaps. I mean, I have to say, Saf, that the sea snakes are the most venomous snakes in the world. So that this doesn't help your case if you're going to go down this line of argument. Well, well, you you went well. They don't count in New Zealand because you said there are no land snakes, only sea snakes, and you said they don't count. So I'm just I'm just uh, revisiting, you know, 
the quote, your quote? I think the not counting was about where I define New Zealand as being. So I don't count the 10 miles offshore or whatever Ooh, the, the right. formal Right, good save. Is. Okay, okay. But it's still New Zealand waters. Yes, that, that's true. And, and, and also it's not ocean snakes. Some of the snakes are going to be within the confines of New Zealand in rivers and lakes. So what I read said that you get sea snakes, which means that they're in the sea. Right. Otherwise they'd be called aquatic snakes or, or okay. river snakes okay. or, or something along those lines. Okay. So sea snakes... But sea snakes are the deadliest, indisputably. Okay. So right. an inland taipan can kill about 200,000 mice, and we keep on changing our minds about which sea snake is the deadliest, but it's several factors mm-hmm. more venomous than a taipan. And they're, they're only just working this out because people don't see sea snakes much. Mm. Okay, interesting. Hmm. I, I've had a sea snake wander through my hotel room. See, I mean, th- this is the Steve Irwin in me. I- I'm just constantly battling creatures like this. <laughs> no. So, so, yeah, I mean, the time sea snakes come ashore is at high tide. And then obviously when they want to go back to the sea, if there's a hotel by the seaside, they have to go through hotel rooms to, to get back to the sea where they belong because they're called sea snakes. Mm-hmm. And they are very, 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 very venomous. And that's a really nasty tongue twister. So you know in French the words venomous and poisonous are, are paronyms. They're basically the same. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's venimieux et venimieux. Even I can't. But the, the M and N are switched. Right. So they're okay. basically the same words. Even more confusing. Mm. So I mean this is the number one reason why I don't like snakes. Because poisonous, venomous completely screws everyone over. Can you tell me the difference, Seth? Come on, you can do this. Help me out here. I don't know. They sound similar, but I know that the venom produced by snakes um, is very, very important in the development of medicines. So... Oh, great way to avoid the question. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, nice nice segue. So, before we get on to medicines... Poisonous animals are those that uh, passively uh, poison people. So, for example, if you eat a poisonous animal, then you might die. There are some poisonous snakes. Okay. Most snakes are venomous, which means they bite you, and that injects venom into you. Ah, okay, okay, okay. So, so that's the difference. But you're right. I mean, people do harvest snake venom. It's really, really difficult, really dangerous, and you don't mm. get much out of it. And, I mean, it's used equally for hallucinogenic drugs as it is for medicines. So, I mean, it's, it's, well, I'm not sure how much of the benefit you can that, that, take, take well, there. The psychedelics is going to be the future of uh, medicine. So, you know, <laughs> is it? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, it's already, you know, making quite a lot of waves in, um, is it John Hopkins and a lot of the West Coast in the US, LSD, um, MDMA and even ketamine um, for in a therapeutic setting um, to address you know anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress disorder. 
so yeah the fa- if the fact that they give us you know both uh it's fantastic like that's a great reason to bring them to earth 2.0 do you think it's worth it though i mean th- there are just to give you some statistics there are 5.5 million snake bites each year mm-hmm. cause about 100,000 deaths so very 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 high up there on the most humans killed for any animal i mean what they literally do is dissolve your flesh with their venom not a nice way to go basically and i mean even looking at it from the snake's perspective it is quite stressful for them to take a space voyage on the ark what do you do when you're stressed you bite your lip what happens if a venomous snake bites its lip it dies i mean aren't they just going to kill themselves if they get on board the ark we haven't thought about this have we it's a high stress environment traveling through space it takes astronauts years to prepare we need stable animals which aren't going to kill themselves but where, where have you got a single um documented case of a snake biting its lip and dying as a result oh this does happen so lots of the most venomous snakes uh, actually do it semi-intentionally so that they do build up some immunity to their own venom right no so it's like a vaccination how vaccination works okay so yeah. if you ingest very small amounts of, of venom then you can develop some tolerance to it the yeah. unfortunate thing is then if another snake of the same species bites it it's very limited tolerance so it still doesn't work snake dies and if the snake bites itself too much it still dies so it's quite a fragile balancing act but i mean if we do take venomous snakes on board they get stressed about the lips then they, they die and there are other defense mechanisms snakes use so the sonoran coral snake engages in rapid bursts of farting when it gets stressed not the most pleasant thing to have on board the ark <laughs> the grass snake emits a rotten garlic stench again i'm i'm not a fan but that might be something that tickles your fancy <laughs> right okay so we just need to we've, we've addressed this kind of like farting before i got a bit of deja vu so i think we just need to you know we just need to ensure that the snake's quarters are you know well whatever like it's got like hepa filters you know like the air's cleaned out and all that stuff i think the the biting the lip i think the more i hear the process it does sound like they are kind of building antibodies naturally and i think it's quite clever and uh, i think you know it's in their best interest to get the balance right so i think the snakes that come with us on board the ark uh will will uh, will be okay but on that note i did want to ask you because we we need to cover this every week um a group of snakes what are they called so i have a very strong bone to pick with this term because right. snakes are mostly if not entirely solitary creatures mm-hmm. so having a collective noun for them is stupid like having a collective noun for spiders but i believe it's called a pit or a den mm-hmm. or a bed 
or a bed. Mm. Uh, actually, that's that's even worse. Mm-hmm. I did not have a bed of Scott. And what? what I mean, I'm not going to get any sleep tonight now, <laughs> Saf. A bed of snakes. What's a, what's a group of rattlesnakes specifically? You might like this one. Called a maraca, a, a band. A, a, a rumba. A rumba. Of rattlesnakes. Lovely. That was five minutes well spent by whoever posted that on the internet. <laughs> I mean, we should just start our own dictionary of animal collective nouns. What would you call a group of snakes? Because pit or den is pitiful. Yeah, I w- uh, hmm, a school of snakes. A school of snake. Keep, Very keep, good. Keep with the the alliteration. Hmm. Who are you? I, I would call it a. A slithering of snake. <laughs> there you go. That's another point in itself. Slithering. Another Hollywood reference to yeah. piss you off with. Incidentally, snakes don't piss. Another fun fact. I mean, so many segues. But in Slytherin, evil house, snakes are evil. End of story. Again, Harry Potter is not real. It's just... Yes, it is. It's not How real. How would you know? How would you know? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> let me guess. just obliviate you if you found let, out. Let, let me guess. You are a big Harry Potter fan. I'm not actually, but I have a few close friends who are. So. Right. Okay. And, and, and they've convinced you that it is in fact real. Of course. Uh, I mean, I think all Hollywood movies are real. Right. I thought you'd work that out by now. Mm, I don't know how to break it to you, dude, but it's not. And I think snakes do have a bad... You know, this is something that they need to work on collectively. Uh, the problem is they're very, as you say, solitary animals. So perhaps that's where they've dropped the ball. But they need to collectively get together, hatch a plan and come up with a rebrand because it's the PR, you know, humans have misunderstood them and, uh, you know, just given them a bad name. I came across like a really good uh, little paragraph from obviously somebody who's very, uh, spends a lot of time with snakes and the quote goes, the fear of snakes is unreasonable. Your knowledge about snakes and your fear of snakes are inversely proportional. The more you know about them, the less you fear them. The less you know about them, the more you fear them. And I think that is absolutely spot on because, you know, the average person knows very little about snakes except for the very few uh, isolated depictions in Hollywood, i.e. snakes on a plane. And they come to conclusions and they have this phobia, this fear of snakes, whereas if you speak to somebody that actually knows snakes, has snake for a pet, you know, spends a lot of time with snakes, they, you know, they're the ones, the snake handlers, the snake charmers, whatever. The folks that are familiar with snakes are not stressed at all. It's the people that have no familiarity with snakes that are paranoid. I think that applies to everything, but... I think particularly snakes. 
So I actually think that applies less to snakes than any other animal. And usually I would agree with you wholeheartedly making a point like that. I think it applies to spiders, sharks, all of those nasty critters, less so to snakes. Why snakes less so? indisputably are nasty, deadly. Many of the most venomous ones are also the most aggressive. Very, very bad correlation to have. I mean, even the, the snake experts, the herpetologists, do avoid going near the nastiest, deadliest, most aggressive snakes. I mean, any shark researcher will happily go swim next to a great white. People do that. People don't go sit next to one of these deadly sea snakes. They avoid them. All costs. You don't go near nasty snakes. I mean, so yes, most snakes, okay. Not bad. Could be agreeable in the right mood. But the more you know about snakes, the more you realise the nasty snakes are complete assholes. Well, well, I th- you don't I think go near I- them. Well, I think the fact that you can even identify the two is like, you know, the vast... It's just the same with humans, right? A small group of people give everybody a bad name, right? Similarly, you got some asshole snakes, as you got some asshole deer, and you got some asshole elephants, and asshole lions. You can't just tarnish everybody. There are plenty of friendly, fine, non-venomous, chill snakes, right? And like then, what? I want an example, Saf. Well, I, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but there are plenty of them. Uh, there are plenty of non-venomous, non-dangerous. I, I, I've watched enough um, late-night TV shows where you bring out the the animal person uh, dressed in you know uh, khakis, and then they bring out the snakes. The everybody freaks out, all the celebs and thing, and they're like, no, 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 they're chill, and then they're chill. Like nobody's died on those shows. So you know, I've seen again. How would you know? Because I actually don't think they'd broadcast it if someone had died on a show like that. I'm, 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 just, I'm just saying. Well, I mean, well, they be wouldn't a show, be a show. in poor taste. Well, yes, but the the news would get out. In, in, in the social media age, somebody from the audience would tweet it, something, word would get out. And so far... What if Snake killed all of them, though? Well, that's not going to happen. You know, it's not... You know, the only animal that's able to do that is humans, with, like, a machine gun. No animal you think... can do that single-handedly. What about a red kite? A red kite? What's a red, red kite, kite? Black kite. Famous arsonists. They carry burning sticks to start big fires. So you can burn burn down the recording studio. That would kill everyone inside. I think that could work. That's my new strategy. It's going to be a combo. So distract everyone with snakes running rampant across the floors. Oh, Hollywood. And then attack people with black kites burning down the building. What, racing black, it to the ground, what is killing black everyone. Kite? What is, Hints a strategy. What is black kites? Kite? Birds of prey. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like little eagles. Okay, okay. Hmm. But anyway, snakes. Good. <laughs> I'll tell you when they weren't good. 
So states weren't good, speaking on the theme of aerial attacks, when the Allies dropped them, poisonous, venomous snakes, onto enemy troops in World War II. They are war criminals, Seth. War criminals. Heroes. <laughs> war criminals. There are rules in war. You don't drop snakes onto the enemy. That but, is off the But the Allies won. Therefore, and that's beside the, the point. Therefore, right history. Therefore, they're the good guys. We are free today, you and I, because of the Allies. And I did not know this, but it sounds like snakes came to the rescue. Okay, so if North Korea chucks nuclear bombs on every major continent, so they won the World War Three, would they then be the good guys? Oh, Is that 100%. what you're saying? 100%. Cause 100%. They, yeah. Okay. Because the nuclear bombs are the heroes of the story. Well, well, that, they would be in their story. They would give the nuclear bombs a name. Okay. Uh, Korean names and say that they these... already do have names, don't they? Do All they? The nuclear bombs, all the important ones do. Get ones called Big Boy and Little Fat. <laughs> well, I think the North Koreans might do a better job of naming them, but. Yeah, if the North Koreans win World War Three, then clearly the narrative will be that all of these evil countries were trying to destroy North Korea and they defended themselves and, you know, they overcame all odds and won with their awesome technological innovations around nuclear weapons. That would be the narrative. In Korean. In Korean, yeah. Are you going to translate it for us simultaneously? No, I can see no, Korean. No, no, no. I, I, I won't. But that's how it's going to go. So the snakes, heroes that came to the rescue of the Allies. And what's the opposition called? So the Allies were the winners. Who, what were the losers called? The Allah. No, the, the axis of evil. That's what they were called. <laughs> no, the opposition called themselves the Allies as well. Just depends which side you're on. No, but like the general terminology was like the Allies versus the axis of powers. evil. Yes. It was the axis of evil as well, it was called. So, yeah, so the snakes rained down to take down the axis of evil and and bring forth freedom to the world and here we are well there you go you've just lost all of our german italian that's it's, okay because the allies have way I don't more about the russian ones there's yeah. way more listeners on the allies side um so yeah, i think uh okay i picked the right team <laughs> It did. Well, speaking of teams, mm-hmm. do you know one of the few times when you see lots of snakes together in teams? These mm. are the nesting bulls, which is a great euphemism for ginormous orgy. 
right. we're finally at the nymphomaniac part of the debate yeah uh, yeah it took longer than most episodes these are red-sided garter snakes and they are famous for right. their orgies thousands of them writhing in bulls okay they are sex obsessed they have two penises snakes and they hide them what, inside their bums what do i need to say all yes snakes? they all have two penises and the the right penis is actually larger than the left so they're right penis most snakes in case you're curious but okay. do you get the occasional left penis one so i haven't been able to find this out but if anyone does know <laughs> if any snakes care to write in then I, I would be fascinated to find out right okay hmm okay so they've got two penises and you're gonna what you're gonna disqualify them for that like <laughs> i mean that has been my point throughout yeah generally i think mutants of nature amongst which two penis animals would definitely be counted should be disqualified from the ark as evolutionary mistakes also sexual deviance should be disqualified snakes throughout history have been sex symbols cobras today famously used as aphrodisiacs i mean i've lost all ability to speak today and yeah i mean i think i've made my position very very clear they're also alcoholics strongest <laughs> beer in the world is called snake venom 67.5 percent alcohol that that's quite strong in case but, you're but, wondering but is there any snake in the ingredient well that, that, i mean they've put their name on it it's like if i endorsed a, a condom brand or something <laughs> I, I would then be promoting the sexual act just as snakes putting their name on the world's strongest beer is promoting irresponsible alcoholism because well, drinking a 70% alcohol beer is not good for you, full stop. It wasn't the snakes, again, to break it to you, it was humans that did that without getting permission, the snakes aren't getting any royalties, it's just humans being humans. Um, if you were to endorse a condom brand, you would actually be endorsing responsible um, sex, which is which is good. Um, mm. But yeah, I think it's fine that you know. I, I'm talking about evolution, two penises, mutation. Da da da. One could very easily argue that maybe that's the way things are headed. Maybe. maybe where do you think we're, we're still you know the, the halftime show and that you know by the time we reach the destination we will have two penises as well or three that's the best sentence you've said <laughs> all 16 episodes <laughs> maybe with a halftime show <laughs> And put it down a t shirt and two snake penises. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Well, I have a few final rapid fire points to make at you. Okay. Firstly, snakes and ladders. Snakes are the bad guys. Game as old as time. So people have known this for millennia. It comes from ancient India snakes and ladders snakes 
always will be, always have been bad. Planet Earth 2, most famous documentary sequence. Attenborough himself narrating, snakes are the bad guys eating baby iguanas. Look it up. Google Planet Earth 2 snake free iguana. Snakes are the bad guys. Medusa, famous mythological woman cursed by turning her hair into snakes. If that weren't a bad thing, then she wouldn't have been cursed. That's why it's called a curse. If it had been hamsters, it would have been a blessing. If it had been ferrets, it might have been a blessing. We haven't decided on ferrets yet. They're still up for debate. But you, you have conceded on hamsters right now. <laughs> I did realise that as I was saying. I, I think I conceded that having hair made from hamsters was good. But that might be a technicality. But we will find out soon enough. And I mean, finally, snakes are indisputably creepy creatures. They can't blink. Very few creatures like that. Sharks blink, contrary to popular belief. Snakes don't. They are creepy buggers and should be banned. New Zealand has it right. Well, New Zealand's clearly allowed the most venomous sea snakes on board, so I think they have their priorities a bit mixed up. Um, mm. In terms of the blinking thing, again, I don't think it's an issue. It's just, you know, they'll be good at that game where you don't blink. They'll win that game. You do uh, know what that game's called? It's, what's it's, called? It's, it's not a difficult name. It's called a staring contest. Right. Well, there you go. So they, they, they are the gold medalists of staring contests, um, which is... Well, no, I, I disagree because there are several animals which don't blink. So there would be quite a large tie at the top because none of those could possibly lose. Right. So, okay. So, so you're you're today you're advocating that we don't bring any animal that can't blink, which, as you said, is a lot. Any animal that eats meat, which is a lot. Um, yes. Dude, we can't be this exclusive and judgmental. No, I, I think we definitely can. I think we can just outright, from this episode forward, say no animals are getting on the ark. <laughs> I, I think that's, that's just going to be my line of argument henceforth. We're not allowed any animals. I don't care what we're discussing. The, the, there's no room in the inn. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, we've already got bloody elephants. No, I think there's plenty of space, mate. I think uh, we're building an extension as we speak. Um, you know, we... we, we extension. Yeah, we, we're crowdfunding. Uh, you know, the, the funds are pouring in. People... Not from pe snakes. Not from snakes, but from people that want to see a diverse range of animals on Earth 2.0. And that's what that's what snakes are. There's a um, uh, another little quote that I saw earlier, which is a big snake-sized break in the food chain could negatively impact a variety of other animals. It's like it's true. We can't, you know, snakes help maintain the biodiversity of Earth. 
these are, you know, this is from a scientist, Smith. Can't I think it might stuff. also benefit quite a few animals because, as you have yourself stated, green with me, snakes are inveterate carnivores. They eat only other animals. They swallow them whole by the dozen. So I think actually a snake-sized hole in the ecosystem, a lot of animals would be quite happy about. Yes, but it would affect the equilibrium, you know. And we need. Sh- I mean, should there be are careful. no animals that subsist purely on snakes. Well, we. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> the, the the delicate balance should not be messed with. You know that that okay. much I know. Um, so yeah, I think. Uh, well, the audience will obviously have their say, but you know, the allies are clearly on my side, and the axis of evil on yours. Uh, so you know, we'll 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 see. You know what the audience demographic consists of. Three countries you know, for I you, think... or the rest of the world for me. I actually think snakes don't fall squarely on the Allies' side. I think that they have to be more like the Russians, sort of switching halfway through. Because you're right, they did help defeat the axis of evil, as you're calling them. Very old-fashioned alienation. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've never heard it called that. They're the axis powers, slightly more politically correct. This is is from my GCSE history. Uh, Axis of evil. The movie. Yeah, yeah. That was World War One. So Right. I mean, yeah, so snakes did help defeat the Germans, but they they have also killed lots of the Allies too. So hundred thousand deaths a year has to sort of turn the balance the other way, doesn't it? I mean, killing everyone on a commercial airline, snakes on a plane style, motherfucker. That's <laughs> got to be bad. Well, that wasn't real, so you can't call that... Based on a true story. <laughs> Lots of people smuggle snakes on planes. There are actually, actually quite a few reports of people smuggling them. Yes, but it hasn't led to the level of chaos of the movie Snakes on a Plane. And the context matters. The snakes helping the Allies defeat the Nazis is just I can't believe you brought this point up by the way because I was not aware of it and it's because they're war criminals you've just turned my words against me no they are war heroes the war criminals no because you can have war criminals on the winning side too well they never they never get they never really do much time you know Um, they always get a bit of a slap on the wrist this is the point of every war protocol multilateral decision conference ever made. This is how they restrict biological weapons and nuclear weapons and it's because people agree that no matter whether you win or lose there are some things you shouldn't do in war. Dropping snakes from planes definitely should be one of them. Well, you have you heard the phrase all's fair in love and war? Especially if you have two penises. <laughs> there you go. So, you know what we're going to have to do. We are going to have to leave it to our listeners 
to vote. Tell us whether snakes are war criminals, bastards, murderers, nymphomaniacs, you get the gist, analogous to T-Rexes. Or let us know whether you think the Allies were right all along. You can't have war criminals on the winning side because they write history books anyway. And whether the Axis powers were truly, truly evil <laughs> and should be rebranded essentially as Satanists for the rest of history. As Saf clearly believes. Let us know. If you vote against snakes, they will be left on Earth to perish in fire and brimstone. Actually, speaking of which, I have one final. You, you know, I did a series of Steve Irwin tricks earlier, about five episodes ago. So I okay. told you how to take down a crocodile and yes. a kangaroo. Yeah. So as a continuation of that series, to do it in a slightly less manly style, if a snake is chasing you, you know how you get rid of it. Do I have take no a guess? Idea. Random punt. Outrun it. Outrun it? Depends on the snake. So so most snakes go about two, three miles per hour. As long as you've got a decent jog on you, you probably outrun it. Some mm -hmm. go about ten miles per hour, a bit harder. But no, what you do is you feed it an antacid pill. That causes it to explode. Because they've got very powerful stomach acids. So it's like, you know, you did the, the science experiment with the volcanoes, Kirkamentos, yeah. yeah. that sort of thing, but a snake. Okay. Quite grisly, but quite effective. So that's what you do, in but case you you're have, wondering. But you need to have, A, you need to have antacid pills on you. B, how do you make it eat it? Because if it knows it's going to explode, it's probably going to avoid it. Well, I, I mean, you're giving snakes quite a lot of credit there. To be fair, you think they know what an antacid pill is? Yeah, but they're not just going to eat anything. They're not going to eat rocks. They're just not going to eat anything that's in their way. They're not a hoover. Most of them also know they can't eat you. That doesn't stop them from biting you. Hmm. They probably just bite you if you did something bad to them. It depends on the snake. Some, as I say, are just bastards. And I come from Australia. I know this. So, it, I mean, if you're ever out in the bush, bring an antacid pill if you're really desperate, and uh, a rubber band for the crocodile. Listen back to that episode to catch up. But yeah, let us know what you think about snakes. Next you should come episode... up. You should come up with a survival kit. That could be oh, the, the, the new ARC survival kit. Antacid new pill. ARC survival kit, yeah. And all the things that you need out in the wilderness and with a little mm. manual of Elliot's top tricks top tips although although to be fair none of those animals have actually made it on the ark yet so anyone who comes on the ark is fine it's just the sorry sods we've left to perish on earth who have to watch out for the crocodiles mm -hmm. and the kangaroos and the snakes crocodiles could still make it on as could mm. snakes to be fair but None of them have yet, because they're all bastards. All Australians, bastards. Don't tell <laughs> So let us know what you think of snakes, great war heroes or bastards. Join us next episode when we will actually be having the Royal Rumble. 
contrary to popular belief, we've actually fit this episode in. It's a midweek episode, very rare, special, because snakes are so evil. We have to bring them down. Urgent priority. Certainly, you could go out and kill them with antacids. But yeah, join us next week for the Royal Rumble. We will see you then.